And we're back, and you're watching or listening to The Constitution Line by Line. I'm Don Frazier. I'm Paul Fabrizio, and here we are, Amendment 20, Part 2. Part de. De. And, really, this is we're going to go through Section 3, 4, 5, and 6 right now. It sounds like it's going to go fast. Really? Ooh, might Maybe be a surprise in there. It depends on what kind of historical insights you have for us uh. there. Not to put pressure on you. If at the time fixed for the beginning of the term of the president, the president-elect shall have died, the vice president-elect shall become president. If a president shall not have been chosen before the time fixed for the beginning of his term, or if the president-elect shall have failed to qualify, then the vice president shall act as president until the president shall have qualified. And the Congress may by law provide for the case wherein neither a president-elect nor a vice president-elect shall have qualified, declaring who shall then act as president or the manner in which one who is to act shall be selected. And such person shall act accordingly until the president or vice president shall have been qualified. That's a mouthful. That's section three. Okay? Yeah. Let's go to section four. Congress may by law provide for the case of the death of any of the persons from whom the House of Representatives may choose a president whenever the right of choice shall have devolved upon them. And for the case of the death of any of the persons from whom the Senate may choose a vice president, whenever the right of choice shall have devolved upon them. Okay? Don't worry. All right. Hang in there. All right, I'm hanging. Section 5. Section 1 and 2 shall take effect on the 15th of October following the ratification of this article. Okay? And Section 6 of this, uh, of this amendment. This article shall be inoperative unless it shall have been ratified as an amendment to the Constitution by the legislatures of three-fourths of the several states, within seven years from the date of its submission. Another seven-year timer. Right. And so By this the way, is proposed when and when is it ratified? This is proposed March 3rd, 1932. Okay. Ratified February 6, 1933. So it went pretty fast. Went pretty fast, 11 months. Why did this exist? What was going on here? Well... It's interesting because we're talking about two different things. We're changing the calendar because of transportation, but mm -hmm. we're also talking about what might happen in case somebody dies in office, in essence. And what happens if there's a death before the president takes office? Well, so the Electoral College meets. Yeah. They elect someone. What if that president dies between then and election? Yeah, because we've never and had inauguration that. Day. We've never had never that. had that happen. But this is the first time that we elected a president that had severe health, obvious health issues. Did the American people know about that? We're talking Franklin Roosevelt. Did the American people know how sick he was? Um, I think they did, but. They didn't know exactly how how sick. They knew he had polio. Knew he had polio. But they could not see any pictures of it. They could not see any video of it. Yeah, correct. Okay. Correct. And even in public appearances, he tried to mask it uh, by tall podiums, braces, things like that. Yeah, Secret Service agent who would walk with him yeah. up to the podium. So he would walk to the podium. Correct. So he wasn't 
completely paralyzed. Right. But he was severely impacted by his polio. And what's interesting about FDR is as as a young man, I mean, he contracts polio what in his early 30s. Yeah. Uh, at a Boy Scout jamboree in Maine, I think. Um, as a young man, he was robust. He was the life of the party. He was always out, you know, very JFK-esque, yes. uh, actually. Uh, and then this polio threatens to just, you know, ruin him. Right. And uh, But it doesn't. Yeah, he overcomes it. Because his personality was not, <laughs> was still, you know, FDR. Right. Um, but it provided a humbling or a chastening to his personality. It let him know that, you know, there's more to life than just the parties. Correct. The, the, he, before, before it happened, he had a charmed life. He never really considered other people um, in his thinking. He, he was a selfish, blessed guy. Sort of like his cousin, Teddy, Teddy. Roosevelt. <laughs> Except Teddy had tragedies in his life. Correct. Mother and his wife dying on the same day, for example. Yeah, yeah. All when he was young. Franklin didn't have those until this happened. And it really provided a a different way to look at things. I think the influenza epidemic and I think FDR's uh, uh, issues with polio, I think both of those things and just the mood that's upon the land. Yeah. You know, life is short and unpredictable. What we're not talking about here is the Woodrow Wilson presidency. Well, that's the next thing to come up is that this guy was clearly – incapacitated from a stroke but he was not removed or his powers were not you know given to some other individual instead edith wilson kind of ran the show on behalf of her husband she was the interpreter the first female president some would argue yeah edith wilson who would have thought um what what we had i mean when you look at it is we had edith wilson taking over from her husband because at some points he could neither write nor speak. Mm-hmm. And he stayed in the second floor of the White House and only communicated via writing that his wife would send down. But historians have said that only his wife and his doctor would visit him. Mm-hmm. And so the full extent of his medical injuries didn't become known till years and years later. So we, we had a disabled president um, then we had Warren G. Harding, who died in yeah, office. Yeah, he did. Yeah, just, okay. And Calvin Coolidge <laughs> became president. Heart attacked out, supposedly with his mistress, but that's a whole different story. <laughs> so th- those two pretty quickly on top of yeah. each other. And, of course, there was a great influenza epidemic. Yeah. Then the Great Depression happened, and we elect a man who has polio as president. Yeah. So, obviously, physical health of the president, people started thinking – tragically yeah we we need to make sure that this transition works and what we have in this amendment for the first time is a separation between the president and the acting president correct and for the first time we actually talk about the acting president here and how congress has the ability in case the president and the vice president are not qualified yet in other words they haven't been officially elected through this the electoral college that we could have actually have an acting president. And 
this amendment calls for legislation that would build on that. And Harry Truman really pushed it through after World War II when it's called the Presidential Secession Act. So the things that we all teach kids, you know, who becomes president of who dies. Yeah. So president. A heartbeat away. Yeah. The president, the vice president, the speaker of the house, the president pro tem of the Senate, secretary of state, on and on and on through the cabinet. That all builds on this amendment to the Constitution. But that doesn't come until the that 50s. That doesn't come until, uh, actually, I think it was the late 40s. But, uh, late 40s, early but, 50s. Um, but anyway, Harry Truman said, you know, we really need to lay this out. Well, and, and they finally did. Of course, that's a conversation for a different episode. But, you know, World War II kind of was shocking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so in this particular one, this 20th Amendment has been a vote brought up in casual conversation. Recently, I'm going to disagree with you. Really? If it has, they're using it incorrectly. Okay. It's really the 25th Amendment. 25th is the one that they're always talking about. and because the 25th Amendment deals with what happens when you have a president who's incapacitated. And this amendment really deals with everything before inauguration. It doesn't deal with what happens when you have a president who's incapacitated. Correct, correct. So anyway, but what we got is we got some people really starting to deal with the fact that, you know, what happens if, and yeah. if you think tragically, and there's so many examples in recent memory for, for all those these folks. people, yeah. it was like, yeah, maybe we should plan for this in the Constitution. Interesting. So, so it's a housekeeping piece. It's a housekeeping piece that was made necessary, and I would argue it was the mood of the times. Yeah. I mean, everybody was depressed in we the Great Depression, right? Tra- trains and planes and, and incapacitated no, elected officials. With no alcohol. With no alcohol. Boy, this <laughs> makes it seem like I'm a drunk or something. Yeah. Like, My yeah. gosh, I need a drink. All right, so that's our line, and we'll pick up the 21st Amendment next, next. time.